Welcome to the podcast. Cheers for having me. So, uh, we'll start off with yeah, who you are, what do you do, and uh, for the people that don't know you. Uh, I'm Mark Johnson, Umbro, creative art worker by day. In the evenings, Mark Johnson design. It's like an alter ego. Mark Johnson design in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. That's what yeah, evil psychic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's great. Uh, we, we have had a bit of a chat before. I think we've have we spoken before much, maybe on social media a little bit. But, um, yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely part of the, the football and the creative um, and, the, and the sports social media uh, group. Just the the whole community, like we were talking about before, before the podcast, it's, it's such a good community now. And um, there's so many people. I mean, it's, it's worldwide, but like for the UK people that we know and, and we we appreciate their work and the people that are getting hired. And yeah, it's such a cool community and, and to people to learn from. Friend, really, really friendly, and they'll answer any questions. And so yeah, I wanted to I wanted to bring you on, hear your story, and. Um, hopefully help some younger sports illustrators coming through yeah hopefully yeah yeah, yeah I mean there's, there's so many as well and like you say uh, even yeah, you who's pretty established in the game who's asking people like Dave and the other Daves and uh, and Scott's and all those sort of people and Dan's and uh, for advice so everyone's willing to give advice which is really really nice um, yeah they definitely right. helped me a lot so yeah <laughs> but yeah um, just talk, talk through your story then because you, you said that you started off well and then had a dip and then you got back mm. into the sort of sports stuff. Yeah, so basically started off school, um, PE, um, art and design were like the three main subjects. And like every other lad, you'd want to be a professional footballer. So during that time, up to the age of 16, it could have happened. And I played for Stoke City uh, Academy. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. And it's... Used to play like Man United, Liverpool, Aston Villa, wow. like each week. So that was really cool. And then when I got to 16, got released, wasn't good enough, and too small, and like built like a twig basically. So <laughs> I needed to put on a bit more weight. So yeah. So well, we've so, got to start. We've got to stop there. We've got to talk about So City Academy. I know design yeah, people okay. won't care, but like, if sports design people will care. So yeah, yeah. Hey, wait. So how how, how old were you when you? got into the academy so it was five years i was there till i was 16 so 11 to 16 um right. but yeah went to a local like football um just a saturday morning thing and one of the coaches had connections with like port vale to start with and then he moved on to stoke so had a bit of a stint at port vale and then moved on to stoke and then at that time they turned from school of excellence to an academy. So yeah, like you went from playing Tramia Rovers to like the likes of Liverpool, Man United, etc. So yeah. Did you play against anyone anyone big? Um at the time it was like Fraser Campbell from Man U. <laughs> yeah, he played for Hall and that in the end. Uh, yeah. Everton was Victor Anachibi. So um but like when we went to games there was like Mark Hughes was watching at crew because apparently his lad was there and there was rumours like David James's son played for Liverpool. I don't know if that was legit, but that's what they would say <laughs> when you're there. So yeah, no, it was really good. You got to go like Mad. Carrington, Malwood, training ground. So yeah. Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like an opportunity cool. of a lifetime really to do it. So Yeah. Cool. Wait, so, so you're a Stoke fan? Or, or, no, or, no, Man U fan. 
when you're but yeah. like I met um at the National Football Museum, I met Stan Chow and he was like, You're a Stoke fan. I was like, I'm not a Stoke fan. <laughs> I don't like post anything about Stoke, but I like like on So yeah, you do you do post a lot of like obviously they've got a gig shirt in the background there, you do post a lot of Man United stuff. So yeah, I can I, I try to I should, I should have got that. Keep it neutral <laughs> in a way so you apply to more yeah, no, people no, then, don't you? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, that's, that's amazing though, going through for an academy. Um, yeah, because like dad used to have to take us like three times a week for training, like a game on a Sunday. Yeah. So yeah, it's wow. pretty mental. So how how did you transition from being almost a pro footballer to a uh, an artist and an illustrator? So creative? like during school, I used to draw literally all sorts, like football kits, boots, yeah, etc. Like during your like art lessons, there was a time when you went like Alton Towers on a trip, and you had to draw like five rides, but all different uh, media. So that's yeah. like how you get experimental with different things, etc. And then um, took graphic design, and that was like just it was more modelling, but a lot mm. of paperwork of research, and then development stage your ideas etc yeah, and I love yeah. that I took to that and I thought yeah that's what I want to do so then went to college did solely b-tech in graphic design and you learn more about typography etc yeah. and then uh, moved on to Staffs University so yeah nice so you did design at uni as well yeah 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 as I said, that'd be a bit weird if you, you know, you really like designing and didn't do it at uni. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. woodwork yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. So yeah. yeah. So how, how did you how did you get into um into your first job then? Because that's something that every every young creative's trying to learn and trying to find out. Yeah, so from when I went when I went to uni and like we had a creative speaker in from Glorious Creative in Manchester. And he said like you want to get in the top places you need to win awards and I was just like yeah. like that was literally your first week so it's just like oh no pressure so and then um as like the first year is more experimental then the second two really count so you start working with like DNAD and getting live briefs and managed to get an in-book award on one of them and then on the final project where you go down to London for the big DNA end of year boards. We've got um, New Blood, and that's like the top 10, yeah. 20 in the UK. So, yeah, it was all going really nice. And then um, this a guy at the awards said, you need to go to as many uh, work placements as you can, get some experience. So like you, I went to uh, Dinosaur in Manchester, um, Vivid, um, went to fluid in birmingham and at the time when i was at dinosaur there was a competition going each year by love in manchester where mm. you could be like the class of each year and yeah, uh, yeah. one of my mates was like oh you should apply see if you can get in so i was like oh it's a bit last minute just sent them my website and just <laughs> didn't think anything of it and then you got invited yeah. to like um, an evening where you went round each like I think there's a few designers there and you had to just show them your portfolio and have a talk and stuff and I managed to win that so then I had a month paid placement <laughs> so it's just like oh this is brilliant so it was all going really well 
and then it comes to that stage where you've got to get experience mm -hmm. and like every job you go to they're like oh your work's really good but you can't get in so it's like oh this is getting a bit like right at the start it was all going so well and then um i got a paternity uh, job at da vinci in manchester where it was for six months where one of the ladies was off having a baby and i was like right this is where i can start real work and i really enjoyed that it was so good but you couldn't get anything at the end of it so they helped me like build my portfolio up massively they worked for like um university of liverpool and a few other like quite big ones so you got a good range from doing flyers leaflets booklets etc and so i left there and then it come to trying to find something really permanent and it was so hard like but during this time like through college and uni i was working at a retail store just clothes tills etc just to keep the money coming in but yeah, yeah. Until I find some experience. So, yeah, so like you have to keep re refreshing your portfolio, coming up with like making up briefs, really. So, in this local hairdressers, I could rebrand that and put it in your portfolio and see what happens. And then, yeah. after I think it was about a year or so, um, I kept applying, couldn't find anything. And then my dad saw a job in the paper and he was like, they need a graphic designer. So it's like, right, I'll give it a go. And then I managed to get my first job in there. So, yeah, it was a bit of relief, but it was good to get in there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. So, let's just break that down then. So, going from, from university to the, the placement, the first sort of mm -hmm. placement, how, how long did that, actually, all the awards, how, how did you get all the awards? Like, what did you have to do to win all these awards and become a prize uh, like a star designer? <laughs> the DNAD one was a live brief with they do that home every year right they do that yeah yeah with home base that one was yeah. and you had to come up with um, a biodegradable gardening <laughs> some sort of plant uh, based yeah. product so I come up with like a little if you lived in a uh, apartment etc and you didn't have a garden you could have like this windowsill allotment and it was like I'd uh, screen printed the boxes and you had three different ones it's like herbs and vegetables and things so you could keep it and then if you like moved out of the apartment or you had a smaller garden you could like plant the boxes in the ground and then they just grow out of them so yeah that was for the inbook one and then for the new blood one was I did birds of a feather flock together so they're all the same thing but slightly different so i had a massive a0 uh, mount board and it had over three thousand ants on it and they're all slightly tweaked and then when you look back you could see a giant ant in the middle so yeah that was the showstopper <laughs> how did you how did you come up with that that, that was an answer to a brief yeah yeah yeah, it's the metaphor, but uh, uh, basically in the third year, you have to come up with your own brief. And okay. that's what I thought I'd go for. So, yeah. yeah nice. Wow. Yeah, that sounds impressive. Do you still have the pieces? Uh, yeah, I think it's in Mum and Dad's last, like the big <laughs> A0 poster. 
So yeah, and I, and I think oh, in my cool. in somewhere I've got the packaging. So yeah, just get it on Instagram, put it out there. <laughs> I'll send you a photo of it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not football nice. related. So <laughs> maybe you could, uh, yeah, maybe you could. Maybe there's something you could do with like grass and like different. Anyway, we're just going on a tangent. But it was um, funny because you know the packaging for those. Have you mm. seen the latest Nightball that come out? And that was similar how it was put such together. Cool, so yeah, such a cool package. Uh, such a cool yeah. ball. Mm. Yeah, looking forward to getting one of those. Hopefully, like <laughs> so it's like it feels like a different generation of football. Like we've gone through, um, gone through a lot of T you know, T ninety balls. The oh, one down there. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, gone through all of these sort of footballs. Uh, now this one with a different shape and different curves and the in indents. Yeah, it's quite based like on the golf generation. ball. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is that the one they're going to be using in the Premier League and stuff? Yeah, next season. Think, yeah. Well, yeah. in a month's time when it all starts again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's getting confusing. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be yeah, that'd be good. Um, be interesting to see it if, if they do put like Premier League branding on it at all. See how they can colour it. Because I've only seen one where it's sort of page, page. Not page, yeah, <laughs> page, yeah, but um, no, good, good stuff. Um, so, so getting out of university, becoming a star pupil, like completing the the, uh, the briefs and the, and the awards, mm. getting those student awards. Uh, how how did you how do you get the attention? Well, I guess the awards got the attention of of the studios to get the placements. And how, yeah, how yeah, would, um, basically right. you have to build. Um, a mini website sort of thing so you had a link to send out so you looked mm -hmm. like professional it, yeah. yeah and so all i'd say is like uh, if you've got a moment of your time could you have a look through my portfolio any advice but i was getting good advice back but i was obviously the experience was just not there so that's why it's sort of killing me so. yeah that, that's yeah. interesting like that's that's one thing that yeah junior designers don't have is the experience but everyone needs experience i saw a meme as a design page on instagram it's called design memes or something but mm. it's uh it's, it's funny and um and yeah that was one of the things that you, know, you always it's a catch-22 you always want experience and so they always need experience you never have it because obviously you're a junior designer and yeah exactly out of university how, how do you how do you get that then how, how do you get your, your experience well it's just that? by doing little jobs on the side trying to build it up that way mm. um but i think just basically just refreshing my portfolio and try and make it suit to a certain company yeah. works in a way I like just to have a good range, but it relates to what they do where if you went into a company and you showed them packaging design, it right, might yeah, be yeah. like, why have you got a packaging design in there? But then it could work the other way where they might see that and go, well, our company's looking into branching out to packaging. So you don't know, do you? So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, though. If if you're going for a football club interview, definitely don't show like I make it more football, as I, I'd say. Yeah, make try it, and base like, a few projects in there, but yeah, you have to put a few things in just so you've got a range and they know you've got a bit of variety of work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. I was just trying to think of what I did for for the current job. I mean, yeah, yeah. My, I think mine was all football. You know, I think it was all, but it was different like sectors. I think it was. So you had you had the illustration stuff, you had the design stuff, you had the typesetting stuff, you had the magazine stuff. It wasn't just football illustration. Yeah. Sort of, it had all the sets, of, but within football, that's the sort of thing. So I could cool. show like a multi range. I think that was that was good. Um, 
It must have worked. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> You're in there <laughs> now. It was, so it worked. So good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, to, to give more advice to the people listening on this one, um, yeah, that's that's good. Like building stuff on the side. Were you doing any of that whilst university? You said you had the other job, but were you Univers- doing design work uh, for local companies? University, I did spray painting canvases for a ah. local like fashion shop. So that was one of the things. So I used to spend enough money in there. So and they had some ca- cool canvases on the side of, in the mm. display. And I was like, what do you do with those once the season's over? And they were like, uh, well, you can do something, shows your designs. And I was like, right, okay. So um, got one of my mates who's got a van and we put them in the back. So they were like big <laughs> canvases and um, repainted on it. My dad had to give him like a few coats just to help me out to get in the time limit. So yeah, and he had like a, a mod theme and a hip hop theme. So I had a guy with a ghetto wow. blaster and one with a scooter. So yeah, that was one of my little sideline freelancing jobs. So, but yeah, it's just progressed. Cool. Yeah, no. So just sort of like just just basically where you can get fun stuff, local yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like if you've you got an idea and you think, oh yeah, I could pitch that to them, then yeah, I think you should. Yeah. It's the best way. If you don't ask, you don't get. Well, that's something that yeah, you said you you talked about before, and and what you said on Instagram to me is is that you've mocked stuff up. But we've seen other sports illustrators do that as well, and then you've gotten jobs from the mockups on Instagram. So mm. you've, you've shown shown what you can do. So what's that saying? People don't people you have to show what people need in order for them to hire you, or something like that. Something. What's what's the saying? I need the saying in my head. Um. But yeah, some something along the lines of show them what you what they need, show show them what they want, or yeah, I don't know, I can't remember the saying, but yeah, yeah. it's the idea of giving them, showing them what what they what they want, and then yeah. hire you for it rather than yeah, show show them what they need. I don't know what the saying is, it's gone. But, but yeah, you do it. This is what I'm trying to say. You do yeah, it. Yeah. Mockups. <laughs> and uh, you see other people do it as well. Like we talked about Dave Flanagan, uh, he does it as well with. Um, with, with his mock-ups um, and adverts on tubes and stuff like that, yeah. So I think that's like almost speaking into existence, isn't it? It's quite yeah, yeah, definitely. Interesting thing. Mm. So it's like like your your, your campo shot is uh, that one, the, the your, your Mexican goalkeeper shirt that you've broken apart and mocked up into an exhibition. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. Uh, do you want to talk about that and showing like how yeah, yeah. people how people can do it? So that was really cool. Yeah, so so yeah, it's the Campos 1994 shirt. Um, Well, basically, because it was during lockdown, and I didn't want to go insane, and I wanted to like keep my brain active, and I can't help it. Like, I find it really hard to like switch your mind off. So it's like, right, I need to come up with some projects, but they've got to be related, Umbro related. So I was thinking, I did um, a baked cake, and then. To like morphed it into a Medusa, Umbro Medusa because that was the first laceless boot to be made. Then I did the Lego Speciali boot, a classic Umbro boot. And then we moved on to the Mexico shirt because I've got a couple of boots, got a shirt. So I just thought, why not make something out of card? Because I saw Dave Flanagan with the app where the 3D. And I didn't want to 
go down his direction, like think everyone thought, oh, you're just jumping on the same app yeah, he's yeah. doing. So it's like, how can we put a twist on it? So that's why I thought, oh, get some colored cars and we'll create some shapes. But the whole thing behind it was, I saw, you know, the Channel 4 adverts. Like, oh, um, yeah. You like me. So, yeah, that that's was the cool. idea. So I got blue tack, I got string, and I was <laughs> hanging them off the ceiling and I trying to photograph it. And, oh, it's so tricky. They kept spinning when you didn't want them to spin. <laughs> yeah, so it's a bit of a nightmare. But then I thought, ah, oh, I can back some card up and then yeah, yeah. stick them on. And it keeps it as a solid block and then stuck it to the wall, photographed it, and then mocked it up. So, yeah, that's how it all come about. But, yeah, inspiration was Channel 4 and... Like when you go to abroad in the US, they all have like mm. um, sculptures knocking around, like cool ones that you say like hope and you stand in front of it and get a photo, etc. So yeah, I wanted something like hopefully in sometime in the like future that someone will go, yeah, that's worth building. So yeah, you never know. Yeah, that's that's good, and, and the, the the idea behind it was great as well. I, that's that's what I like. This isn't you've got these three things, you know, the cake, the Lego, and the and the, and the card. Um, this is a nice idea to have like a little trio of, of things as well. You built through lockdown. I think that's it's quite, it a, quite a cool personal project. Call it. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit bad, but this is it. So. You up there? Oh, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. 1966 World Cup shirt. Um, yeah, yeah. Made out of very tiny triangles. Um, that must have taken ages. Yeah, it's about 2,000 there, but yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, yeah. So then when you fold the di- uh, the triangles over, it makes the Umbro diamond. So that's what I was thinking, because okay. they did the shirt. And then... I recreated the crest so it's all triangles to go with the rest of the shirt. So That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then so the other effort. the other thing was just like when you really tamed it to the side, like right on the edge, the whole shirt turns white. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. cool. <laughs> so that's what you get yeah. in lockdown when you've got too much time on your hands and you get thinking. So, yeah. <laughs> No, but this this is good though because it, yeah. it's encouraging for, for people out there to think differently and 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 like make something different as well, mm, not just definitely. the same stuff that people are seeing, and um and that's gotten you noticed. I'm sure. I'm sure that people oh have, yeah have seen that Hopefully. stuff online and messaged you and and got in touch or, or will get in touch because of this stuff. Um, maybe you got loads, maybe you got a new project coming with uh, loads. No, of no, I haven't now. <laughs> I was debating a few things, but I'm not doing it yet. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine that you get. You know, your job could say to you, oh, that was really cool. Maybe you could do something for Umbro, maybe a kit launch. Maybe maybe Umbro released like a new kit. With, like, I don't know about cutting out triangles. Yeah. yeah. Send it to our printers and they can do all the hard work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. It's almost like those um, rotating adverts you see. You, you know, you drive one way past it and there's one advert. Yeah. And you drive another way past it. Because there was the um, Dracula advert on yeah, the big billboard amazing, where the it? light, yeah. Made the kind of Dracula. So, yeah, so I love that sort of stuff. It looks really cool. Yeah. What's what's like? Is that called guerrilla marketing, or is that is guerrilla marketing something else? Because I get confused. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like the po- <laughs> yeah. those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. That is called guerrilla marketing, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just just I read a book about that once. So I can't remember anything about it. 
so that's, yeah, it's gone. But yeah, um, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely encouraging for young designers to, to or anyone, anyone to pick that up, pick up the personal projects for fun, and and you know, put it in. Yeah, you've just got to keep pushing on, keep posting, and then you never know who's going to see it. So, big bang. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So going, um, it's your first placement, uh, getting attention of some people. Uh, how, how did your career progress from there? So that's when the first job. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Learned a hell of a lot for a first job. It was like, because it was a newspaper, but they did magazines and they also worked with the branding team. So you had to do in-house design flyers brochures etc and then you had like a system where adverts would come in like a few hundred a day and you'd literally sit there open up and it could be from a little tiny ad to a full page magazine to a newspaper wrap it's like and some you'd have five minutes to do it some you'd have like half a day it all depended like on the time limit of when the paper was going out. So, yeah, so. What are, what are newspapers designed in? That's my question. Um, what software? All the adverts are done in InDesign, okay. but then yeah. they're transferred to uh, the planning team, and that's a totally different thing, where they set up where they all sit and work out all the layout, etc. So what's, yeah. what's like the layout of a newspaper? What's that? Is that done in InDesign, or, or is that done in something else i think it's in design but you never really got to see that you just did the adverts and they come in at that set size like the document was already set up mm. in InDesign, and then you just had to work out the artwork and like you had two teams and there's like the production team is a team of like 20 and they do text changes swap a quick image like last minute quick change and then you had the creative team which was a team of like five of us and you could get something from scratch and they like a sales rep would say to you, Oh, this window company's just set up. Um, they want a new from scratch. Here's some text, few images of their products and then put something together. And then, and then otherwise there was times when a sales rep would come to you and they go, is it all right if you come with us to wherever? And then they, like pitch it to you and you'd say oh well i've got a few designs here for you which one you're thinking yeah 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 uh, yeah i mean you hope you'd hope it will be designed in design like imagine yeah. like a newspaper a full newspaper in like word or something like, it must be mad like it was, it'd be a mess wouldn't it like just trying yeah. to design a newspaper in word so yeah, i hope it's in design like i just think of these these national newspapers <laughs> just what are they what are they doing them in must be must be in design but um yeah. Uh, so, so going newspaper job, uh, how, how did you move on? Like when, when did you know it was time to move on? Well, the plan was to stay there five years. So then if you move to another job, you've never got that. You haven't got experience. So that's what was, I was yeah, thinking in my head. So yeah, yeah, I was covered. But then I was thinking, like, when if I wanted to go to a design agency, they'd be like, well, your work isn't what we're looking for sort of thing because you just do adverts or... You've got mm. a few brochures in there, but they're not like the greatest thing you've seen. They're, they're good quality, but I think so. That's why I thought, right, on the side, I'm going to build up my own little journey adventure that I've got ongoing on. 
and uh, posting regular because um, I like football. It started off just typographic. Uh, I like did cyclists and different like sporting things, and then I concentrated purely on football because like the audience out there is massive. So and then I built that up, and I was I decided to sell some posters on Etsy. So I was did different shirts, half and half, and put my net scene and see what happened. And then they ended up like going after, at lunch times, going down the printers with tubes, picking them up, tubing them up, sending them away. So like, that was what I was doing every lunchtime, sending them away. And it was just crazy just off that. Like a guy reached out to me and he was like, oh, I work at the Bundesliga office and could you sort us out some prints? And then he sent me a picture of the Newcastle home and away on his office wall. And it was just like, wow, that's crazy. So yeah, took it from there. And then Art of Football got in touch in Nottingham. Mm -hmm. And they said, uh, would you be interested in doing some prints and we can put them on t-shirts? And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, um, I was more focused on the prints because I like, you know, when people post them in the houses, I, yeah. I, don't know, I appreciate that more than the the t-shirts but it slowly like changed over time oh, and yeah. i come up with the numbers so like smash up the numbers and <laughs> um started selling those and then it, it's just like slowly built up but then as well the classic football shirt guys mm. um i did the players with the different shirts on and they were like we could sell those for you so i was like right okay so then i had two companies selling my work for me and then I didn't have to do the hard work of going to the printers with the tubes yeah, anything yeah. it's just they give me a cut and that's cool so I was like yeah that's better off doing that and then once the shirt numbers grew um I saw blood in blood out on Instagram the Dutch guys who make like the gig shirt and I said like I do the print version and you make the actual shirts could we team up and make something happen. And they were like, yeah, that'd be cool. So I was just like, oh, wow. Cause I didn't really have many followers at the time. So I thought some people would say, oh, he's only got this amount of followers, might not work. So reached out, they said, yeah, that's cool. It's like, right. And I saw that they mainly they do like international players. And I was like, right, we need a Premier League. So it's going Cantona, the King, you can't go wrong with that. So yeah, let's research the shirts off eBay. Like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. the Man United 1992 home, and that's like £200 on its own. So it's like, not going to get that off eBay. But then some lad was selling it on there, and it had like just a bit of paint splat, just partly on it. 30 quid. I was like, right. Brilliant. That's, yeah, because I only needed the top half of the shirt. So it's like, yeah. So, so yeah, research and search, and search <laughs> for like eBay because like, People wrong list items, and like miss letters out, and and I found all the shirts like twenty quid, thirty quid. So it's like cool, and then sent them away to Floor, who was the main man at Blood In Blood Out, and he named me the shirt. And then the mission was, I need to find Eric to get this shirt. So that's really cool. Mad. Really, really cool. And yeah. he's got this, him wearing it as well. Well, the idea was I went to. Um, Umbro's 95th anniversary in Manchester they had the little exhibition 
and one of the classic football shirts guys was there, Rob. And I said, because uh, I turned up in it, and, and, and he was like, oh, you're Mark. And he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, I was like, what's the chances of getting Eric Cantona in this shirt? And he was like, there's a chance. Don't you worry about that. So I was like, oh, I left there. And I was thinking, there is, there is, there is. And then um, one of the other lads who like, I chat to a lot to sort my prints out, he was like, have you still got that Cantona shirt? And I was like, yeah. He goes, we've got a very slim chance. We're going to Norway at the weekend. Can you sort me out that shirt? And I was like, yeah, that's no problem. Like, and he goes, I can't promise anything. And I was just like, oh, it pulls itself. And so they went to some pub there. It's just like Manu crazy from wall to wall. And Eric was going there that weekend. So they took some shirts with them. And uh, at the, that weekend, I didn't hear anything on the Saturday. So I was just like, oh, it's not happened. And then I messaged him, was that any news? And he's like, we'd missed out first time, but he saw the shirt and he wants to see us again. And I was like, yes. So, okay, so if you can get him in it, sign it, hold it, whatever. And then uh, Sunday, I got the t- uh, message through him holding the shirt signed, but it didn't fit him. So, yeah. Uh, wrong no. size. <laughs> no, it's in the National Football <laughs> Museum at the minute, so yeah, it's cool. That's so good, though. That's such a good story. There's so many, <laughs> that really is amazing, though. There's so many good stories of artists illustrators creatives making amazing work and then like chasing the people that to get it signed and and like and like really like they're idols you know eric Cantona, one of the best footballers yeah ever. like chasing him down to get it get him, almost wear it like to sign it to, to him with it it's it's a really good stories around that there's um a friend a friend of mine chris uh, bliss who was uh on the podcast and he told a story of um run the jewels the the you know, the rappers and uh okay. and, and chasing them down at um chasing them down at a festival and the next day and like getting really drunk and trying to still trying to find them and losing the, his girlfriend and all sorts and uh, his stories that like, you hear stories like that and just it's just amazing how you find the people how you find Eric Cantona yeah right? how definitely you find massive yeah it's really cool and um and yeah that's so so have you got so the mu- the museum's got the shirt yeah they still it got it at the moment because. It, the uh, the exhibition strip was from November to June, but because of lockdown, they're reopening and extending it for a bit longer. So yeah, it's in there at the moment. So nice, yeah, nice. that's cool. Really cool. And then yeah. the gig shirt was the other parts that weren't used. I thought we could make another shirt out of it, so that's why I got the gigs as well. Okay. So do you gigs to play for some? Well, Man United, obviously. Do you yeah. have any other clubs that Canton I play for? It's just Man United, is it? Yeah, gigs, one club. Just United. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Impressive. Impressive. Um, uh, really cool. Really cool. Sorry. So, the, getting, the, the getting, obviously, getting uh, creative, um, not creative, classic football shirts involved, getting a football involved, getting all the, the, the other people. What, were the other, what was the other company called? The, uh, the people that made the shirts? Uh, Blood in, Blood out. Blood in, blood out. That's it. That's it. Who? Where are they based? UK. Amsterdam. Or, yeah. Amsterdam. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I have to message them. I have to get on, on, on in contact. Do a podcast in Amsterdam. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, be up for it. Yeah, slow. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's that's great. Like getting getting on board with the people after. So they they contacted you after getting you know getting a bit of notoriety or uh, on Instagram or on social media. No, no. Um. So I did the shirt, and as well as that, I was. Um, to 
Get your t-shirts out there, my numbered t-shirts. I reached out to like different photographers in the sporting industry uh, to uh, work with those and said, would it be up for taking a few shots of a t-shirt if I sent it yeah, in a lookbook style? And so you had like uh, Phil Martin, Ross Cook uh, and Rich Lister. And two were Manchester based and one was London. So we've got a good variety. They were both yeah. different styles. So um, it was good to work with third party companies. So like your experience goes up again. So yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, getting yeah. getting on with partners. How, how do people, how, how did you start working with them? How did you just reach out to them? Yeah. So, well, you did for the Amsterdam guys, but. Pretty yeah. much all the different pieces. Yeah, you get the odd people that come to you, but most of the time, it's like if you post a picture on Instagram and say someone shares it and they're like a magazine, for example, then yeah. if you message them and say, oh, thank you for sharing. If there's any work available, please get in touch. And that's worked for BBC Match of the Day magazine. When I just re they reposted a Rooney 250 goals post and I said, oh, it'd be great to have my illustration a magazine if that's possible and then I got to do the FA Cup final Arsenal Chelsea I think it's 20 what it was about three four years ago yeah I was Sanchez was yeah. there so yeah no so I got a dual page spread illustration and that so yeah nice it's cool I might have that one but I've been still buying them then <laughs> 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 yeah no that's really cool that's, that's definitely a dream dream project of mine get get into a, a magazine Imagine yeah that was one of my goals match. right at the start and i was just like oh, i'll be happy if i got it in a magazine then now you just keep extending them goals so they get harder and harder so like with the canton <laughs> that was sort of a out of reach goal but now yeah, i've yeah. hit it so now i've got to rethink of going something bigger and better so yeah yeah is it is it dave merrill did the pele stuff What's it, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Dave Merrill, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was amazing. That coming to meet. Did he meet? He met Mick Pelle, didn't he? Did he? Was it? I don't know if he's met him, but it was funny because I went to New York and I walked in the shop and didn't realise that was the one he'd done it in, and it was all over the walls. It looked so good, and he even had T-shirts printed with the different designs on. So yeah, I messaged him with a few photos. So yeah, he's happy about that. Like I said, so, so many amazing, talented illustrators out there. Amazing. Um, yeah, so carrying on, Aaron, with your, your story mm. side of it, what, what tips have you got for, for younger people getting uh, into the industry and, and partnering up with uh, people? Because that's, that's a good thing um, that you said there about getting experience by partnering people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Partnering people, but main thing is reaching out, asking for advice, um, don't be impatient because sometimes these big like companies, they do approach you and nothing may come of it. So like, don't get disheartened and keep going for it. If you've got the idea and you're getting a good like, reach and audience around you, uh, enjoying what you're putting up, keep pushing it and then the right eyes will drop on it. But, yeah. Nice. Nice. So, so building up a uh, story again, next on, the list was was after this so you did you do this bit of freelance stuff or was this on the side all the time this was always on the side as i had right, the, wow. uh, newspaper job so yeah it's pretty much come home 
then on to that. But it was just like you were going to work and you felt like I was thinking about what ideas yeah. I wanted to do later. So, yeah, that's how it just overtook. And I thought, right, I've got to get into the sporting industry or at least push my like, uh, work out there and see what happens and get it in front of the right people. So um, I went to Classic Football Shirts, put on an exhibition called Fabric of Football. And yeah. I went to that and I wore one of my T-shirts and... Uh, Joe Giller, who works at New Balance, creates a few of the shirts. And I bumped into him, and he was just like, "Oh, you're Mark with the number seven T-shirt, aren't you?" And he's, and I was like, "Where'd you work, etc." And he was like, "Oh, I work at New Balance." And I was just like, "How did you get in there?" Because like that was the one thing I wanted to get a sporting brand on them about. And he said LinkedIn, and I was just like, LinkedIn. Like I never really thought of LinkedIn ever. Like, you always think job websites and hopefully they get posted on there. And he's like, no. Um, one of his friends told him, go on LinkedIn. There's a lot of sporting jobs pop up on there. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll keep an eye out. And then one day, Umbro job dropped on that uh, LinkedIn. I was just like, looked at the description and it's like the usual, you've got to be good at Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign. Um, attention to detail but then the main thing was really passionate about football and I was like that ticks a massive box of mine so uh, applied for that and got a job interview um, took my Cantona shirt with me uh, and, nice yeah one. yeah so I think that's a good icebreaker though to end up with something and got it put on a mannequin while we were chatting it was good so yeah that's all that's really cool that you said that with you and yeah it's show and tell that's that's a good that's yeah. a real good um a bit of advice that uh to, to get people listening for for any job um take something with them and maybe if you, if you can leave something as well because i left, yeah. left left them with a little illustration uh of of um of the, well, the manager at the time <laughs> yeah that's uh, what i, I was going to really mention say. next because yeah, yeah. Uh, I left like some beer mats. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, because um, everyone drinks the tea and coffee throughout the day or some sort of drink. Yep. So it's like, right, you need something on their desk so they'll remember you. And so I left them like three or four. And then the day I started, a few of the lads had them on the coast and like, oh, this is you in it, Mark. And it's like, yeah, so it worked. So that's what, good. Leave something behind. It's definitely a good thing. That's a, real, that's a real good bit of advice. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was yeah, I think it was Dave Will that told me that. Yeah, I was trying to remember who it was. Yeah, probably a couple of people, but I think Dave Will really pushed that for for me to get that, to make something for for this job interview. But yeah, really good, really good a bit of advice for people listening. Um, so was there time between the newspaper job and Umbro? What what would you do between that that time? That was literally one to the other, but. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Because in a way, it was like I thought Umbro were taking a big risk in a way. Because if you look at it, it's like a guy who worked at a newspaper now suddenly mm. just jumped into Umbro. But if you didn't know what I was doing yeah. on the social, so yeah. But no, the boss at Umbro so helpful, and like now, like the guidance, so just keep getting better and better from us. So yeah. Big thank you think, to her uh, to taking that gamble. So, yeah. I th that's the thing, though. I, 
I agree with you. I think I don't think it is a gamble in a way because I think this. I think a very similar thing for me. I think uh, working never worked in a football club before. Never worked in a sports club or sport and organisation. But on the side, you can see that passion for sports design. Mm. You know, you've got your posters, you've got your shirts, you've got everything there that shows yeah. you're capable enough to do it. I think, I think, yeah, I think that you've got it. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, it yeah, it might just, obviously, yeah, it might have just been a thing in my head, but I just felt like you were, yeah. I don't know, you're going from like, I don't know, um, like a championship team into like Europe in a way, and like, and it's a big <laughs> step. And I, like you doubt yourself thinking am i good enough yeah, yeah. and etc so yeah yeah but so far no, so good sense. Touchwood. so yeah <laughs> no, that's great that's great that's uh yeah I, I, yeah i'd say i relate to it and um i think that's a similar thing to me i, I never you know, never worked on that sort of side of it and but on the side you can see that i was doing football stuff you can see that i was doing illustration or practicing at least uh, for trying trying to do something yeah. in that space and trying to get a job in that space so yeah i think the advice on that is definitely definitely show what you want to be doing on the side. Make it make yeah, something definitely. fun and do it on the side, yeah. It is, you just don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> um, that's Yeah, that's, that's fantastic, fantastic stuff. So apart from showing them all of your work on the side, is there anything else you would give to students? Any other advice? Maybe not just yeah. students, maybe every, every younger creatives or everyone, everyone got every creative. What have you learned? What's actually, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you answer that and then I've got another one. <laughs> no, no, right. I'd say advice-wise, the one is being patient. Two, mm. consistency. Keep posting and something will happen. You just got to keep at it. Um, and don't be scared to reach out or ask someone because there's always someone on the other side will reply. Like I was, when I started out and I reached out to Dan, the days, Scott, they all come back with like positive things to say. So it works. And special shout out, Dave Will. He got me the BT sport work for the champions draw. So yeah, if you keep posting, other friends may see it and think, oh, he'd be suitable for that. He's got that style. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's that network up or having friends or having people know your work as well. That's a huge, huge thing. Um, yeah. So, so what is the biggest thing in your career so far that's not gone well? Like what what hasn't gone well? Because we've had a lot. Of, you know, you've won the awards. You've you got the Getting dream experience. job. <laughs> that was the hardest right. thing. Like the biggest challenge, looking back at it, was getting that first job. It's just the big challenge you think mm. oh you're doing so well it should be not easy to get a job but you've got the like the work there it must have been the way i approached the interview or something about how i come across was not right i don't know but yeah it worked in the end when i think like your confidence builds over time and yeah. like the older you get i think so yeah because like um one of the first interviews was Almwood in Leeds. And like at the time you're thinking, oh my God, they're like big. But I went into it as my first interview and I don't think I was fully prepared. Like, you put your portfolio out and you have to explain things. And I just thought like the questions they asked at the time, I was just like, oh. Uh, and then you had to come up with someone on the spot. And I don't know how I just saw that as a real learning experience that, 
next time. It's not like you should prepare. Like you all should prepare, but I think I don't know. I got with a few curveball questions, and I was like, oh, oh, I don't know what to say. So yeah. What did you ask? What were the curveballs? Um, no, there was one that was like because they always your lecturers say you should have like six to eight really good pieces of work in your portfolio. Yeah. So like when you reached out to different companies and said like what you think will work and that and it was coming back positive and then they said tell us what your worst piece is and why and I was just like well they told me that they all meant to be really good now I've got to call with something I don't know what to say about it so yeah it was just like yeah. so yeah it was a tricky one so yeah <laughs> so you liked all your work you liked all of the work you didn't have a least favorite one well yeah sort of but I don't know it's like you're thinking what they're thinking and it's like yeah, wow yeah, I've got a packaging one I really enjoyed doing that and then I've got this one uh, yeah so it was really like a few I can't remember the other questions but there was like a few and I was just like come up with something on the spot and yeah it was tough so yeah so well, this is some this this is important advice so so interview uh in being uh, ready for an interview how do you do it yeah how do you get ready for an interview what sort of questions uh, can you expect um research the company mm. yeah massively look at some of the projects they're doing um comment on some of them projects like when i went to umbro um i researched all the company and i didn't get asked any of the questions so you have to do your homework you know. on those sort of things yeah yeah exactly you have to so, yeah, been there to get it and then as well is really look into your work and know all the inside out of it so why you come up with this idea i was going to go down this route but i thought this and yeah i think do prepare and know your projects really well before you go in so, so that's good advice might that's, be common sense but yeah no, no, I'd had that before. I had that before. I thought, you know, I thought I knew the projects and they started asking the questions about it. And I was like, oh, I have no idea. It looks cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, say if you've had a break for like, I don't know, a few months later and you go back to those six projects and then they say, yeah. what did you do that one for? And then you're just like, uh, I don't know, uh, company. And your mind goes blank because you're under pressure. So, yeah. I, I, I think as well i'm sure this helps you you come across as a very open guy you come across as a guy that can can talk and like, be very friendly which is great i'm fr yeah i'm friendly but i don't know if i can talk what i just prepared right. a bit yeah yeah well i have a chat with like we, we've been having a chat for almost two hours now like well almost an hour and a half ish i don't know actually, what time do we start yeah almost an hour and a half so yeah so like you clearly we clearly can chat and i think that's 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 helped me for sure um being, being able to chat and, and those nerves sort of go away when you realize the interview is just a chat it's just yeah, just yeah trying definitely. To find each other out yeah yeah, yeah it's so like when you first meet someone and you're just like hey and then like, hey there's nothing going and it's like really tricky but yeah yeah exactly exactly so like, i guess it's like meeting a girl for the first time like a partner a potential partner <laughs> and like <laughs> it can be like, what you do last night and then again not a lot and then you're like oh at least give me yeah. something so yeah that's it especially when you're texting you know, like, that's just a nightmare when you're trying to do it's a bit different in person i think people give more <laughs> i don't know why we're giving dating advice now but um, <laughs> anyway yeah don't don't ask that in the interview don't ask 
Don't last. What did you have for dinner last night in the interview? That's a bad. That's a bad yeah. place to start. <laughs> yeah, unless you're going for a restaurant. Unless you're going to a job for a restaurant. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's really that's really good advice. So, um, is there anything else you did for for your interview? Well, obviously, we said we said leave things behind um, to make sure they can remember you. What else did you? Yeah. Do you Dress sense. That's another uh, good, good sort one. of thing. Yeah. In a way. I only, I only yeah, come yeah. across this because if you're always like on placements, etc., there you turn up, say Converse vans, jeans, say check shirt or something for interview, and mo- the majority of the people in the place are that sort of dress sense. And yeah. then when I went to the newspaper, that was shirt tie. Ah. Uh, and then. Um, when I went back to them and said, oh, I've just been this interview, and they were like, what did you wear? And I went, uh, Converse, uh, jeans, and shirt. And they were like, really? So, yeah, like dress sense. If you go into an agency, it's, uh, jeans, blacked out shoes, probably like your Vans, your Converse, and then a shirt, a small shirt. So, dressing yeah. for the job, right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely, so. definitely dressing for the job, that's good. Dress code is, yeah. Because some people like you turn up in a suit and they just go no, so yeah, you have to think that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah too smart or like trying to put on a show. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, nice one, nice one. So, I, I guess how's it going? How's the job going? Oh, I love it. I do yeah. love it. Yeah, you know, like, it's so good. I don't know. In some ways, like when some people are in their jobs and they're like, oh, I'm bored of my job. I hate it. And, can't wait till it's Friday when it's Monday. Yeah. Well, I, I absolutely love it. Like the time goes so quick. Yeah, and it's so like fast paced, and like each day is never the same. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. I'm sure. I'm sure. Obviously, you, well, we can't talk about it, but I'm working at you know a sports brand like Ambro. Must be so many good projects going on and, and really exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, nice one. I'm really pleased that you're, you're doing you know, you're doing something you love. And that's, no, no. Cheers. That's yeah. Took a while to get there, but if you put the hard yeah. work in and sacrifice some weekends when you could be out with your mates enjoying yourself and you're doing little sideline projects to develop yourself, and it does pay off. So, it's true. Love it. Love it. Um, right, that's kind of questions we've got for you. Uh, okay, cool. me, 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 no one else on the podcast. But uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, the first one is uh, what's your best purchase under £100? Arsenal number eight, framed by Ian Wright. Story behind it. When you reach out to like tag different footballers in, some repost your work, which is a bonus. And, but Ian Wright, I got Phil Martin to shoot my um, shirt in Bristol on the top of a building. Um, and he, uh, I posted it on all my social media and I tagged him in and you think nothing will come of it. So one night I got back from work and there was a comment saying, I want this. And it's like, Ian Wright. And I was like, nah, this ain't right. This is a con. So uh, I had the blue tick next to it. So I thought it was mad. Um, I liked it and I posted it onto my Instagram story and I put, um, I thought Facebook 
um, was just full of people posting babies of like crying face. And then like a while later, he followed me and I had a chat with him and he said, oh, why don't you uh, send me three shirts? I'll sign them and we'll do a competition on my page. And he happily said, like, um, tag me in your Insta story and I'll reshare that as well. And yeah, it was just like crazy. You don't expect that off like many players to ever do that. And yeah, he's a top guy for doing it. So yeah. So that's, that's, that's your best purchase was those posters. Yeah, for like yeah. was it ten pounds for a frame, three pounds for a print? It's like that's priceless now. So yeah, and I sent him one. He had it on the wall for the match of the day during the lockdown. And he said his wife put it up upside down. Loads of Arsenal fans were tweeting him and had people tweeting me saying, why is it upside down? Why is it upside down? I was like, I don't care. He's got it up on his wall. <laughs> and then yeah. um, the week later, he uh, publicly apologised to me on the app. And uh, Damien Quinn from Australia, illustrator, he was yeah. like, have you heard on the, um, the app? And I was like, I don't listen to the app. I usually just watch the programme on a Saturday night. And, and he was like, they mention your name. And I was just like, no, they don't. And I was like, I watched it Saturday and they didn't. And, and then he did. He was like, oh, I'm really sorry, Mark, for uh, putting it upside down. But my wife put it up. So, yeah, it was uh, nuts. That's great. That's great. He seems like a really cool guy. Like, yeah, he seems amazing. like he's like changed with the generation. So he's down with all the kids as well. So, <laughs> yeah, man. It's mad. He does. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh, definitely someone I'd like to meet one day. Really cool. Oh, I'd um, love to meet him. Yeah. You should, you get, you should get a photo of him in your, in your, your posters. Yeah. Oh, sure that's the next shirt idea. There you go. <laughs> that could be the next shirt. Uh, yeah, it's could be possible. Why, that, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Half and half with the old shirt and the new. Because, you know, this year they did the um, you know, the half and half. with the, well, They didn't do the half and half. Sorry, this year they did the retro throwback kit. Um, yeah, so yeah, the Bruce, Bruce banana. banana. They should have done yeah. the half and half with your your kit. That's oh, they should have done. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so, the next question on, on the list is: uh, Do you have any life advice for people listening? Anything, uh, anything you've learned along the way? Just hard work pays off. Basically, if you keep at it, things will happen. It's just keep pushing it and pushing it. Reaching out to the right people. That's very, very, very good. Very good advice. Um, okay, so uh, there's one. Okay, yeah. But what gets you up in the morning then? What, what, I mean, you're clearly passionate about football, and I'm guessing it's that. But what gets you up in the morning? What makes you keep wanting to do your job? Just umbro. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, now, you, you never, like, struggle to get up because you're dying yeah. to get there you want to work on the latest projects and yeah before you didn't really have that sort of motivation in the old job uh, you do at the start but it fades out where here it's like football 24-7 yeah just love it that's why it's easy to get up in the morning so yeah finding something you love that's that drives you yeah definitely definitely for me as well Good answer. Um, okay, the last question on the podcast, as always, is how do you want to be remembered? Uh, probably 
hard worker, uh, been known for like, he's produced some quality work and I'm always happy and I'm always smiling. Like, so many people are like, why are you always happy? And I was just like, I just love like doing what I do. So, yeah. That's a really good answer. That's fantastic. Uh, where can people find you? Check out and say hello to you. Um, Twitter, Mark Johnson underscore, and Instagram, Mark Johnson Design. And then there's the website, which is markjohnsondesign.co.uk. But feel free to reach out on any. Happy to answer any questions. Nice one. There you go. That's the podcast. Thank you very much. No, cheers for having me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh.